Sam and Peter. <laughs> I'm Peter and he's Sam. That's good. And this is episode 42. And I usually do the intro and I'm feeling good because I, I I felt like that was... <laughs> Peter negotiated that I mean, one. I mean, we could have seamlessly... Transitioned. No one would have known. Yeah, except, except you ruined it. I made them know. You bastard. Hello. You son of a bitch. Hello and welcome. How you going, Peter? I mean, I know I'm, how you going. We've I'm been good. talking to each other for the last two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm 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 going well, mate. Um, I have an update for all our dear listeners on a saga which has been it's ongoing. It's a car trouble. It it it's car related. Oh yeah, and it's just a quick thing. But yeah. against all the odds, and despite all attempts to to stop and halt the progress, oh, you got me excited now. My car hit a hundred thousand k's a couple of days ago. <laughs> Can you believe it? Oh, it's a miracle. Was, did you get that car new? No, I bought it secondhand. When I bought it, it had maybe 55,000 yeah. Ks. My car hit like 50,000 like the other week and it was new. Yeah. You took a Check photo of it. Yeah, I took, I took a photo of my um, one zero 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 odometer. Yeah. Yeah. Mine ticked over to 50,000. I think I was on like the highway and I just couldn't, you know, like, yeah. Couldn't yeah. Well, mine was like, I, I knew it was coming up soon and... And I was just sitting at the lights, 100,000. <laughs> and so I was just like, oh, yep. Take a quick photo. It's good. It's a glorious time. No one thought you'd make it. Yeah. We've had, yeah. we talked about your car on the podcast. It's been, like an, a, it's a, been an ongoing issue. Fair bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really don't have any big news since, uh, since the last episode. I got sick right after the last episode. We recorded yeah, the my, last episode. My family's much. all sick and I feel like I'm possibly gonna get sick as well Did which you? would really suck like yeah. my my mum was off work since wednesday and, and my sister was off school since wednesday i was off work um, all this week yeah which sucks for me but it, yeah i mean i work with like kids you, 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 work just, with, you just gotta not be sick yeah you don't, you don't yeah. want to be like whereas, whereas mine it's like i can it, it, I, I can get my boss sick and maybe a couple of other people yeah. and for you and it's more it, about really. like i can't i can't do my job yeah yeah Whereas you, it's like you, you get the all the children sick. And yeah, that's, although the last that's like, not allowed. The weekend that I start, I got sick, I went away. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend went to the beach, and then like she was a little sick, and we were both like, "It's fine, it's fine, and it's we were, fine. We're gonna have we, a great time." By the time the like beach. she got there, she was like really into it. Like the next day, she was really sick, and then the next day, I got really sick. So did did she go to her like massage thing? She did, yeah, yeah. She went, but she was just horribly sick. No, she was actually okay then. She sort of had just, she had gotten over it a little bit. Right. And I was starting to get into it. It was like a nice time, actually. Um, no, no, she went to a little, be- like a beauty thing. And what's the place called? Sheer Bliss. And got like a, like a manicure and um, eyebrow sculpting. Eyebrow sculpting. Yeah, or eyebrow tri- t- tidying. One of them is like serious... We're really gonna change the shape of your face, <laughs> and then the other one is just like a tr- like a we're, we're like gonna, a trim. Tie, we're gonna yeah. take away all like the, the stray hairs and stuff. Yeah, I don't understand it, but she seemed to enjoy it. Oh, that's she nice. does. She didn't understand it either. <laughs> and then, like, she came out of there going like, "I can, I understand. I know why people do it now." She was, yeah. She came out all tranquil, smelling of uh, pungent ar- aromatic candles. <laughs> That's good. So yeah, I, I've been sick this last week. I haven't yeah. been doing doing that much. I got my hair cut. Watching heaps of Netflix a bit. Uh, actually, you know what? I've got I've got a few a few yays or nays for uh, TV shows because I, I just like we were sick on the couch. What did we do? We baked cookies. We ate cookies, and we watched really shit TV. <laughs> and it's the first time I watched like shit free to air TV in a long time. Yeah, it's, it's usually just watch garbage on Netflix. So many ads. Yeah, and I, apart from noticing the ads. Um, uh, I can recommend uh, Bondo Rescue. No, you can't. Bloody great show. No, you can't. You can't recommend that. You can't in good <laughs> conscience. <laughs> so much rec- fun. I-, I would not allow you, you to recommend you Bondi, Bondi Rescue. Rescue. That was pretty great. Um, actually, Bondi Rescue, the episode we watched, right? They had this um, Chinese guy, guy from Hong Kong, 
Um, like was he Jackie Chan? No, <laughs> only Jackie Chan. He he walked. He wandered into like the guard tower, and they were trying to like communicate. He didn't speak that much English, and basically they, they came to the understanding that it, it's been his him and his father's like lifetime dream, like to meet the guys from Bondi Rescue. Like that's, been the, that's been the thing. So he flew to Australia specifically to meet the guys from Bondi Rescue, and like the the guys, the the, the guys like had a little like he cuts like a little interview cam of one of them, and he was just like, "Look, I mean, we're supposed to be, we're not supposed to let him in, and we're supposed to be at our post and everything, but like the dude came in and said that he that he like that his he life flown. goal was to see us and then when I told him who I was he burst into tears so we're gonna give him whatever the fuck he wants <laughs> and so like they, yeah he like gave him a t-shirt he was like grinning they drove him around and he like was the lifeguard for the day there's this great scene which is both great and terrible where this guy this guard's on duty he's in the tower and he's got like the binoculars yeah and he's meant to be like staring at them you know so he's like looking through them and the guy's like can we do a selfie and he's like uh, yeah, mate, sure you do. Let me just quickly check if anyone's dying. No, quick selfie, selfie. <laughs> Went back to it. Um, that I is complete, recommend that show. That is completely ridiculous. I mean, I watch a lot of shit TV, but uh, Modern Family was in there. That's actually, Modern Family is actually pretty good. You reckon? I, well, I like it. I like it. And then, don't get me wrong, but I would have thought if you can Bondi Rescue, you would have canned Modern Family. Where's no, the no, 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 Modern Family, I think Modern Family is actually well written. Yeah. I didn't mind it. It's been... And funny. I may... I reckon... It's had like maybe too many seasons now. I stopped watching after yeah. about three seasons or something. Well, I, but... noticed, I noticed that there'd been a lot of seasons because the last time I watched one was when it came out. Yeah. And like I watched it again. I was like, holy shit. Like everybody's an adult. Like the younger daughter. Yeah. In like the main family. She, she's like... In college or something? Col- yeah. Yeah. She's like in college. What's the little By the baby? way, the whole joke, they need to change that joke. Like, they haven't adapted with the fact that they've grown older. Which is really weird. <laughs> so, the characters are just like weirdly regressive. Yeah, so she's. And just the same people. So, is the no, son so like really dumb? The son still, is still really dumb. And yeah. the daughter's kind of still really dumb. No, the daughter the daughter's really. Well, well the, the older oh, daughter. No, the younger daughter. Uh, the older daughter's kind of the same. She was, like, that makes sense. Yeah. But the younger daughter, she. Uh, there's like scenes where she, like she's still played out as like a nerdy like person who has no friends yeah but she used to look like that now she looks like she de- she looks much more attractive than the older sister <laughs> <laughs> and they continue with the joke so it's just really weird this really just weird moments you know where it's like shut up man you have no friends or like some like very very average looking like boys are like, oh, you're a nerd. It make, it makes no sense. It's like they're trying to keep her as Lisa Simpson, except she's a person played by a real actress rather than a cartoon character. And it does not work. That's my two cents on Modern Family now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, Sophia Vergara is incredibly funny, and I didn't expect that at all. How, I, I, I mean, laughed at her a lot. That, that show, that show is good. Yeah, I didn't mind that. Like, I didn't mind that. Like for a family sitcom, yeah, it's. Pretty well written. We also watched... Phil Dunphy uh, is fantastic. Yeah. We also watched Office Christmas Party, which is one of those, like, oh, you know, standard, no. churned out... Um, weirdly specific... Like comedies? Like, weirdly specifically... It, it, you know like, situationally specific type comedy. Like, Hangover happened, and then all those people went off to do separate shittier comedies. Yeah, and all, the, all these movies are, like, advertised as by the people that produced... The yeah. Hangover, or by the studio so that one, made this one, this one was, The Hangover. This one was no Hangover. It was um, Horrible Bosses. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was actually kind of good, though. <laughs> In what way was it kind of well, good? Well, I was expecting a certain level of like bad comedy, and I feel like it's a sort of a rung or two. It's not, not, not like amazing, but a rung or two higher than that. I actually enjoyed myself. It's maybe on Horrible Boss territory. Which okay. I, I also enjoyed. I, yeah, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. It was surprisingly good. And it's just like this joke about like how office Christmas party gets organized because that's going to save the company somehow. And and um, it's got like all your standard suspects, you know, like uh, even in terms of horrible boss thing, it's even down to the fact that Jennifer Aniston is the, <laughs> is the villain. <laughs> but um, it's kind of it's good. 
I, I laughed at a fair few bits. It, it's sort of this thing where, like, they throw this party and then it turns into a ridiculous sort of, like, carnage. Yeah. But I like how they, they made it very ridiculous. Like, it's a Christmas party and, like, they have this guy who's, like, dressed as Jesus. And then when it gets, like, really crazy messed up, they have, like, him naked running down a hallway on a horse. It's, like, <laughs> there's, like, fires in the background. And, um, I don't know. I had fun with it. I was sick. <laughs> Maybe that helped. No, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That was yeah. that was my assessment of that movie. You know what? It's not actually that bad. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I feel like we should. Get, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we should get into talking about the beer that we've got this week. Yeah, which is called Moon Dog Love Tap Lager. Yeah, which you is, read the blurb? which has to be one of the best beers we've ever. Yeah, had. I actually want to say In before you read the blurb, it also um, looks pretty good. So let, let's just cheers and yeah. have a try. Of it. Let's have a try. We might die because this this has been in the fridge for a while. I mean, it's. What do you think? I mean, it tastes drinkable. <laughs> <laughs> That's our assessment. When we opened these, there was like a like like you took a sip and made a face. I did. I made a face. I'm sorry, but it's it definitely just tastes like beer. It's just not a very nice tasting beer. Yeah, where are we on that? You know, this brings up a good point. Like, where are we on that with? Are we saying beers are bad when we think they're bad as well? I mean, I don't think we've ever said that there's been a bad beer. Even we've drunk Fosters, we've had 4X. Yeah. I think this is probably worse than either yeah. of those. Uh, wow. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it is just a bit old, but I think this is quite possibly the first dud yeah. we've had on the podcast, which I'm so disappointed about because it's got... It looks like a it, it's, bit, it's got know? a bright... A, a lime neon green, yellow kind of thing neon, neon like highlighter yellow label yeah with a pig with a bow tie and a monocle, a monocle and a top hat bodes well and the like spiel about the beer which is the best part of every beer you try and read this says this love tap baby love tap baby something and a something as big as a whale hugging and a dancing and a loving and wearing next to nothing <laughs> And it's about to set sail to the love tap. I wondered how you'd do with that because, like, reading always it's always really discombobulating trying to read a song. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, pretty sure, almost certain, they weren't the exact words, but we reckon if they were, there'd be a bang-on way to describe this new world craft lager. World craft lager. That's a weird way of saying it. Anyway, <laughs> it's got a big smack of citrusy tropical hops Shmack. and a clean, crisp finish. Enjoy. Shmackos. That, I mean, it was an interesting blurb. It's an interesting blurb, but also, I don't know. I feel like the wind's been taking out not, our sails on this one a bit. It, it's um, mm. is that meant to be love shack? Yes. Do you not realize that? No, I mean, I did. That's why I asked. Peter's unhappy. Peter's, I'm unhappy. Peter's unhappy. We're just, the podcast is over. God, I hope not. I can't. Uh, it's it's not, just. Guys, it's not a great beer. It's just. I mean. Uh, I would stay away we, from it. At a beer with Sam and Peter, we like our ales. We like our. Like stone and wood. Um, yeah. Pacific we do. ales. We, do. we like our golden ales. We like our pale ales. We're not a big fan of lagers. No. And this is a lager. And it's just, it's honestly not, I mean, here's the thing though. Also, we like beer at a beer in Sam and Peter, obviously. Mm. And I don't like ever drinking, having a beer on the podcast that, that I don't have good things to say about, mm. you know? I will like, also, so, like last week we drank the smoked beer. Yes, that was. Which was not great. Not great either. Wow. We need to really and step then, it up. And then this week we're drinking the Love Tap Lager. And it's just, it's just got a really bad aftertaste. Yeah. So is the, is the rule, is the rule don't buy beer with a pig on the front? Anything poor sign you just stay away from? Oh man, that's disappointing. I'm sorry, guys. We, 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 we bring it to a to grinding halt. That's, oh, <laughs> oh man. But next week, <laughs> next week, the beer that we have to drink yeah. is... I think it's going to be one that we both enjoy. Do you want to just go out and get that one? Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 we can't do that. We'll finish it. You know what? If you keep drinking it, it's not. It's like it is drinkable. It gets it gets more drinkable over time. It doesn't taste like poison. No, the beer with Sam and Peter. It doesn't taste like poison. 
Put that yeah, it's not, that's not such a ringing yeah. endorsement, is it? The reason that I feel so bad about this as well is because I, I know... That, I mean, we're a beer... Re- we're, we're on the side, we're beer reviewer guys. I mean, yeah. And, and, like, that's okay to review something poorly, but... I just I just imagine, like, that for the first... Like, I just see in my mind's eye the executives over at, like, Moondog Brewing. Like, this pop... This sense of them, the title and everything, they're like, you know what? We've got some extra dough floating around. We're going to sponsor a beer with Sam and Peter, and then let's just have a quick listen first, <laughs> just just to yeah. see. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I am so disappointed because this this it has it is a beer which has so yeah. much going for now, it. Now we haven't had that many lagers on taste. on the show at all. Yeah, but we have had like had a few Foster's. We've had some, we've had some in quotation marks shitty lagers. Yeah. Um. And and they were better, better than this, which is <laughs> which is unfortunate. Like I didn't mind like, Foster's. I, I like yeah, Foster's and and Forex Gold, and we've had the Forex Pale Ale as well. Yeah, yeah, um, which I don't, I didn't mind. I which I think were all better than yes. Yeah. This. this has this maybe to me, this maybe to me like, like generally genuinely maybe it's just a bit old. Mm. I don't. I wouldn't think it would be really because beer doesn't really expire. I mean, it does. It does. It does. But, but like, not not before you opened it. Um, this wasn't that old either. No. So, but uh, let's get away from let's get away from. Yeah, let's <laughs> get back on track. I just wanted to and say first of all, I think my assessment of this is if you are looking for something along the lines of Moondog Love Tap, um, it kind of tastes like Pure Blonde to me, except not as. Good as pure blonde. I don't know. Yeah, pure blonde has a bit more of a smooth aftertaste. But yeah, I would say this tastes like pure blonde, when, like when you put it in your mouth, would be my closest analog. Yeah, and then when it goes like, and then you get a bit of a, you get you get a bad aftertaste afterwards that you don't get with pure blonde. Yeah, because I can drink pure blonde's that kind of beer, like lagers in general, that kind of beer that you could just you can just drink and drink like really quickly. I think they're the most just easily downable beers. Yeah. And you don't want an, a bad aftertaste, you know, with no. an easy, easily downable beer. Yeah, when you're drinking a lot of it in quick succession. Mm. Yeah. Ah, uh, oh, what a disappointment. Anyway. That's all right. That's uh, all right. We'll move on. It's bound to happen sometime. Yeah. To, to bring the mood even lower, <laughs> we're going to talk about the fucking harrowing experience, which is watching Fury, Fury the World War II tank movie well, starring like, Brad Pitt. Ever since we did the Homesman as a homework movie, I feel like I can watch anything. <laughs> Yeah, shit. We need to have an update. Like the, the, I'm, I'm actually even just thinking because <laughs> the movie that we've chosen for next week is the homework movie. Yeah, well, you're going to spoil it for them. Uh, which, which I'm not going to spoil it for people. Into they're going to listen to the episode, end of the episode. Now, have you seen this movie? The end. Which movie? Uh, like the, the, yeah. the next homework. Yeah, movie? is is also kind of not the uplifting oh, really? journey that we really need after That's this right. string of sort of low key. Um, somewhat depressing movies we've been having i think it's okay to go through a little bit of a spat of those kind of movies yeah yeah i mean and then the movie we've picked for after uh, anyway (laughs) anyway let's let's talk about fury we won't talk about what's happening in the future we'll talk about what's hat what has happened in the past which was world war ii and it was tanks and brad pitt was was there and and brad pitt was there and they they shot people and they raped civilians and they killed prisoners and and the raping civilians thing was uh, pretty rough this movie is a movie about the horrors of world war ii okay well sort of it's meant to be about yeah how about you give them the spiel because you you got the spiel down okay yeah so the uh as I said before, World War II movie starring Brad Pitt yep. as the commander of a tank battalion or whatever it's called. He's just, well, he's, I think he is as well as that, but, you know, he's sort of, mainly he's just like the, the boss of that tank. Yeah, yeah. So he's like the, the sergeant or the captain or whatever. Of, sergeant, I think, of, of that a particular, tank. of I don't a tank. He, I don't think he's a sergeant. Okay. And anyway, he is the leader of, of this one tank, called, yeah. which is called Fury, which is why the movie's called Fury. There we go. Solve that puzzle, um, and it's set uh, sort of towards the end of World War Two. Yeah. after Hitler had killed himself, it, and it was the kind of final days of the war. And it was interesting to me, like seeing that. It's not an era that gets a lot of it's not, yeah. It, it's really not explored all that much in movies. It's always the sort yeah, of not saving, World War Two, but that that portion, but that portion of World War Two. It's yeah. always like the and, and even in uh, like. Um, 
TV shows like Band of Brothers, yeah, um, it, it's always sort of the start of the war, D Day, when America comes into the war, yeah, or just any or like a point, at least the bombing of Pearl Harbor, and at least that sort of thing, like like for most movie war movies, it's happens when the war is actually happening, and technically this happens when the war is happening, but like. Hitler's dead. Yeah, like the war is over. Japan yeah. has surrendered already. It's just the the last of yeah. the SS. And and it's just it's just sort of like showing like this little lost bit of history that not people don't know about where just so many people died. Need like just and it, for just fuck all, you know. Yeah. It, it so so basically it's it's the end of the war and the Americans yeah. are going through and basically taking Germany, taking over Germany, yeah. city by city. Um, wiping out little contingents of, of SS that have yeah. that continue to fight. Yeah, and so just mopping up and travelling towards Berlin. Yeah. Um Yeah. And then the whole the whole idea, the thing that makes makes this like whole setting so down is that um like the movie has a little like shows you a little paragraph of text at the start and it talks about how these sort of last diehard like Nazi guys uh, basically have in like a, like a shoddy kind of way conscripted everybody. So there's like children dressed up as soldiers and, and women and oh, just everyone. Yeah. Um, and so the, the tank, the tank crew is a, they're a bunch of veterans who from the Africa campaigns yep. all the way to the Western front. Yep. Um, Stayed together like no other tank crew has. Yeah. And and that that in itself was a bit of a remarkable thing at the yeah. time because the American tanks fucking sucked compared to the German tanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a cool scene in this movie where it demonstrates that. Yeah, sure. yeah. There's a really great scene where it sh- where it has a tank battle, tank which is tank. unlike any I've never seen. You see, it's the kind of thing you see in video games. It was a realistic tank battle. Yeah, and I liked it a lot. That was yeah. done very well. That was cool. Yeah. Um, and and it just shows like there's there's like four American tanks fighting these, like, one yeah. or two German yeah. tanks, and they just shoot their shells and they just bounce off the it's kind of It's kind of interesting how tanks work in that like, era of war where, like, you know, if you have a group, an army versus another army, right? The There's always sort of just, like, a point at which, like, you just have enough of enough dudes in your army, you're going to win, right? Yeah. It's only close if you're sort of close in size. And something crazy can happen, but... Like really, you have more really, dudes. You're gonna win. You, yeah, you have more dudes. So you're gonna win, or or, in je- or if if that gap is large enough, you're gonna win. And the interesting thing with tanks is like it's sort of a battle of technology, right? So if you, like you have four American tanks and one German tank that can't move anymore, it doesn't matter because if your American tank literally just can't shoot through the armor of the German tank, then you just sort of Sorry, checkmated. Yeah. You know? You could have had like 10 of them pounding the thing into a, into a little dented can. It still wouldn't have killed the dudes inside, you know? That's crazy. That was interesting to me. I hadn't thought yeah. about it. Um, and so so the, the main group of dudes that this um, movie follows is you've got Shia LaBeouf as the like preachy... Um, he's the driver. All the way. The yep. The preachy church dude. That's his line. He says, his li- he says that... Many times in the film. Um, you've got John Bernthal from who you might know from The Walking Dead. Yep. Shane. Um, Shane from The Walking Dead. Yep. As like the just scumbag. Yeah. He's like, the no, like, he's he, the guy that loads the. He yeah. Loads and the he's cannon. like that guy that has to be in every war movie where like he's like yeah fuck the civilians and and uh, patriotism. Uh, misguided I'm, patriotism. I'm grizzled and and hate everybody. Yeah. Let's um, rape. Let's rape me some civilians. Yeah. Um, there's Michael Pena. Yeah. Um, I don't know who, what he's in a serious role. You might, you probably remember Michael Pena from, uh, that quick, talk, quick talking thieving role in Ant-Man. Yeah. Probably. He's like Ant-Man's mate. Uh, who has those, he has those segments where he's, he's like explaining he's in- stuff. He's like my uncle's cousin, sister's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. He's he was really good in End of Watch as well, which was like a cop movie about. Yeah. Um, is that a comedy? As well? No, no, no. Oh, okay, no. The there was like that movie came out at the same time as like a movie called The Watch, which was a Ben Stiller alien comedy. Oh yeah, um, which also had uh, uh, Morris from 
The IT crowd? I've seen the watch. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um So yeah, and, and then and then um their their like front gunner guy gets killed right, right. at the start of the movie and it, it, in just like hor- horrible circumstances mm-hmm. and uh this There's a like, bit of his face st- yeah. sort of stuck to the inside of the tank. Yeah, which is fucked. I'm not hundred percent sure where the faces were like that, because it's a very clear face, you know what I mean? Like it, the look, eye, it looks like a bit of rubber. Yeah, like his eyes still there, and I don't think that works. Like his, it's like a no, flat. He, it's he, like a, his eyelid was closed. Like it would have just been all the skin come off. Oh, was it his eyelid closed? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Okay, it was just his face skin. Yeah. Fucking disgusting. Like yeah. a lot of things in this movie, there's a lot of trying yeah. to be realistic gore, and I, I um, don't find it. And, and yeah, and then yeah. so sort of right at the start, this. Like seventeen year old has been in the army for six weeks. Yep. Thought he was going to get posted as like a clerk working a desk job. Yep. And he gets sent out to, to be this in this tank, tank to be in this tank crew. Yeah. Um. And toughen up. Yeah, and of course he doesn't want to shoot the like twelve year old German kids. Yep. and And that sort of thing. And yep. then Brad Pitt makes him shoot a German prisoner, which which is a war crime. Was, yeah, it was very questionable. I thought. Yep. Or then in, in the name of toughening, toughening him up. He didn't seem to do anything. And then in the next scene, he actually had a battle where he needed to save people and realized, oh, this is why I shoot these guys because I'm like saving these other people. And that's actually where he manned up. I don't think, I don't, I did not get the actual point of that scene. Like you, you need to, I need to know that you're able to kill a German. Well, he doesn't, you don't need to know that he's able to kill a German prisoner, really. You need to know I where mean, he's I able mean, they, to kill they the They do, guys. like his inaction cost the life of, it cost them a whole tank. Like, yeah, that's true. I want to talk to you about that because the Germans in that scene use this weapon that... The Panzerschrank? Yeah, I didn't really understand how it was getting through. It seemed, they, they, it seemed, they seemed to get right up next to the tank. This like, guy holding this like medium-sized sort of bazooka-type looking thing. And it looked like a trombone that had like a silencer in it. Yeah, that was an actual gun. It was like specifically designed to kill tanks. Yeah, and he like got right up to it and fired it, and then just everybody in the tank got set on fire. And I did not understand what was going on. Yeah, I don't know. Movie magic, Sam. Yeah, I don't know. But and that, then the that, guy that, came that, out that on fire actual... and shot himself in the head. Fuck me. Yeah. There's a lot of like, <laughs> fuck man <laughs> yeah. scenes in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But that, that sort of leads me to this the whole problem I have with this movie, which is that so, so it'll just finish oh, yeah, it off on the yeah, plot. Yeah. Like the rest of the movie just sort of goes on. It's more like harrowing warship, and yeah. then there's like a final standoff at the end. Yes, like yes, and, that and, brings. And me now I think we might talk like about it. some of the sort of specific like themes and where the movie gets stuff right and where it gets it wrong. Yeah. So right off the bat, I th- I was thinking throughout this like with the en- how this movie ended made me think that they like these guys weren't allowed. To be this, like, to have, like, a person's face, like, there and to be that gory. Because, you know, like, gory war movies I have, I'm fine with if they're kind of, like, the whole Mel Gibson kind of excuse, Hacksaw Ridge type thing for making a gory movie, which is that, um, I want to show you, like, real war. You know, like, this is how it is. This this is what this movie is trying to do, is be, like, I want to show you real war. Yeah. It's, like, the D-Day scene from... Uh, Saving Private Ryan, except right. it's just to another extreme. So if you're showing me just real war violence, violence, right? Yeah. Real war violence. You better be showing me real war everything. Mm. And at the end, they didn't have real war everything. They had like just a crazy sort of like five well-known actors use their actor powers to kill 300 Germans, right? Like like a crazy standoff where it sort of doesn't actually really make sense. It's more of a Saving Private Ryan kind of ending. And that made me feel annoyed that, like, they included all the realistic violence, but in a, in a movie that wasn't realistic. So, they had a problem. I, I don't know. There, there was actually things like... So, so the final scene in the movie is the, the tank gets yeah. um, landmined and its treads come off, so it's basically stuck in the water. And... Um, there's a platoon of 300 German soldiers. 300 SS soldiers, so proper soldiers. Um, coming towards them, and they have like a final standoff where they shoot a bunch of them from the tank. They basically kill all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. They don't kill all of them, but they kill a lot. Yes. Um, 
So they're, they're, they're the two know, that I because the Germans would... Like, there was actual times... Like, th- this was something that did actually happen in the war of just a, one tank that killed like, hundreds of people. I know, but but it just, the way it happens, I, I it, feel it like you've got to admit it, it is sort of fanciful. Like, these, yeah. these dudes making these, like, you know, last ditch runs out in mud for things and, and everything. I felt like that was... Like, the whole thing but, but was also, pretty, But, I, I mean, it they... Had like the last ditch runs out and that kind of thing, but then there was everyone just... did die. I mean, yeah, yeah. everybody dies except for the kid. the kid. Yeah. Um, man, Brad Pitt's death was just <laughs> real, and, just and, like and a drawn that... out being shot scene. But also, but, but all the other deaths are very sudden. And oh yeah, there's no sort of yes, that's right. Yeah. Like it, it kind of to me has a bit of that sort of realism where it's just like. There's no sort of fanfare, slow motion, like gets shot and then and then dies while shooting a bunch of more bullets and killing five Nazis. Well, no, but they did have this whole thing where there's 300 Nazis and we're the only people between us and the supply lines. And you boys, you all go and run. I stay. This is my home with the tank. And then all of, <laughs> and then all of them volunteer, starting with the young guys, only been there for six weeks. Oh, I stay with you, sir. I stay with you too, sir. And then they they. Save the day. You know, in a in a movie yeah. where like previously they were being so hardcore, I'm gonna show you what this really is. That they had us like sh- show like they show us an extended I think, weird, I, yeah. creepy civilian rape scene kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that was right. Like, you know, you, uh, they're having it both ways. That scene was problematic. Jeez, that, that's, that whole yeah. civilian scene. We'll get to that in a sec, but I just kind of want to Definitely finish the most that interesting of, scene of that, of that particular scene it, just by saying, I think it maybe would have been better if they hadn't killed so many of them. If it yeah. had been, it would have been more realistic if it had been like, they kill, they kill 20 or 30 instead of 100. Or maybe and they... Then, and then they all just fucking die. Well, maybe they kill the same ratio of guys in the group, but they have like a smaller group yeah. than 300. Because it is a huge site like with cars and and shit um and a lot of explosives and anti-tank stuff that they only pull out it seems like like an hour into the battle you know it's like daytime when this battle starts and it's like nighttime when it well, ends no, i mean you can kind of it, no it's nighttime when it starts it, no it's it's like, like it's like it's like sunset it's like five o'clock in the afternoon yeah. type thing yeah and it's clearly been some time though it's been more than five minutes and i think if you start to get fucked up by a tank that can't move in five minutes it only takes you that long for the commanders to say, hey, maybe you want to yeah, grab it, all it, that anti-tank no, shit no, no, the, the thing was, though, that like it took them all by surprise. You, yeah. don't, you don't actually have time to think about that. I guess. Like, I get where you're coming from, yeah. but... Yeah. I don't know. know. It's just... It just it, I would only have... A, like, it wasn't crazy unrealistic. I only have a problem with it because that's what this movie's thing was. Yeah. Like, and... and, and it was so hardcore that, like, it just so wanted to shock us that I felt like if it was really genuinely, instead of instead of being what it was, which was more of like a, we'll make a mo- war movie that'll really fucking shock people, right? Like, um, you know, and, and it, it tried to be, like, it, its whole try to justify, it tried to justify it as being like, this is just realism. You know, we just want to show you. And then, it wasn't as realistic as it could have been. Like, I, I just, you know, I don't know why I have a problem with that. I have a problem yeah. with that because I don't, I, I have no I, problem with I've gore. I have a problem with it too. No, no problem with gore at all. So this, that wasn't bad for me. The guy's face was pretty crazy. The, when they ran over the body with the tank? Yeah. But I that sort was of, fucked. I, yeah, I laughed sometimes at the, the gore. Like, I'm just used to it. Um, the, the weird, quiet, predatory, rapey shit. Yeah, so I think the the final thing we we'll talk about is that scene, the yeah. scene in this movie that is, I I, I thought was tense and a bit problematic in terms of <laughs> how it actually sort of played out. So like that they, they they've gone through and they've cleared out this town. Yeah, and Brad Pitt takes the young rookie up to Brad like, Pitt's just needlessly harsh. Yeah, throughout this movie, he's he's meant to be like, oh, I keep you alive, I toughen you up, but. It just does some pretty despicable things that I don't think are really necessary. Like, maybe there's an argument for I need to see you kill a German, so we're going to make you commit this war crime. But I don't think he needs to make sure that the, <laughs> that the kid is good at, like, 
They're busted in and raping civilians. Which is basically what happens over an extended, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, he's like, he... So, there's crazy shit happening outside, and, and there's more of, like, a like a straightforward kind of... It's, it's kind of interesting, like, the way they portray it, right? Because these guys just roll up with a bunch of guns and stuff, and they're really intimidating. And so, it's not like a really, like... There's no, like, really, like violent like rape happening it's more like like they just start talking to the women and the women like have this like what are you gonna do kind of thing right so they just sort of go along with it you know what i mean yeah and and um like that happens really quickly outside and you've got like the people you expect to be doing that right you know you've got like shane that shane from from walking dead doing that and stuff like that and it's quick and brad pitt takes him aside and I really felt like most incarnations of Brad Pitt's character in other films right they would go and like have like sit somewhere and like drink tea or some of that or like you know they would do something calm like they would be the the, the guy in charge who does that yeah and so he takes the young guy who's sort of minding his own business and then like walks him into this house because he sees that there's like a young girl on the window and it's like a young girl and her mum and her aunt, I think. Her aunt. And, um, like, he just... He makes them cook he them like breakfast. He makes them cook them breakfast and he, like, sits down and he's, like, like, reads the paper and things and, and then he tells the young guy to take the young girl into this, into this room and, and have sex with her because if he doesn't, like, Brad Pitt will. It's just, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's tense. Yeah. And just, just weird, yeah. And then and then it gets even more tense. Yeah, yeah. So like when the, the other guys come the, in, yeah, the other guys come in, and so and the bloody the the young kid is like yeah. like falls in love with the girl. And what's stuff. That, yeah, what's happening there? By the way, the young kid does take her into the room, and just like you'd imagine, right? He sits her down on the bed and talks to her, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like instead of instead of doing anything, and then she sort of like exceptionally quickly like, like decides that she's in love him. with him but yeah. like accepts it but like starts making out with him and I think they have sex I mean it's implied yeah it's just that that doesn't like that's weird in itself right and, and then like finally they they the, the soldier dudes come in and they have this weird breakfast and oh, they all so leave weird. and they're leaving and the kid says to the girl oh I'll, I'll write to you and yeah, blah blah what's blah. It? And then they walk outside too. and the house gets fucking bombed oh. and she's immediately dead. That's very much going for the like, au revoir. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that's what I mean. Like, okay, you can make a hot, like, horror of war, get some movie. That's okay. Just don't tell it's, me it's that not, you're just trying to be realistic. I don't, I don't think it is a horror of war, get, get some, some movie. It's, yeah. a, it's a horror of war, Definitely. like... Big shot kind of thing. Big shot. It's not a get some like fucking no, predator. A- <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna shoot our machine guns and have bulging biceps. Yeah. Type movie. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, so did you? What, what would be your? Re- would you recommend people see this movie? Uh, I definitely wouldn't recommend everyone sees this movie. That's for sure. No, that's for uh, sure. I it's- actually probably wouldn't recommend this movie. I think. Whole? I think maybe I. Would, but to certain people, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like people who just like those just kind like of those kind of movies. Um, like, uh, like I a, think I think it, it was it was a movie worth seeing to me, but it it's definitely by no means a perfect film. Mm. I think all the actors did a good job. Yeah, in terms of it being made, I thought yeah, all of them did a, a pretty fine job. And the the tanks were cool and yeah the the tank fight were well the tank done fight was very very cool yeah um yeah everything was done well I think it was probably the writing that let it, it down it was it was certainly a different take on a like it showed a different setting of a war movie which was pretty I found kind of refreshing yeah but yeah I haven't seen but all the yeah though. the the writing I think maybe let it down. Yeah. Like, it was cool in terms of setting and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Did you see at any point Brad Pitt sticking his head out of the I'll, tank, trying to, like, move his head out of the I was. I did try and 
do you want to just tell that story? Yeah, so so there's a story. There's two stories that I know behind this one because I'm a bad Pitt fan. I sort of follow that. Uh, one is that um, the director throughout this movie got them all to bare knuckle box each other, like for reals, all the time. Um, and you can hear stories of that, which is pretty interesting. Um, it's like like everybody's being nice with Brad Pitt, especially, and then like Shia LaBeouf, like. <laughs> It's like, cause he's nuts, man. He just like, he just like punched him like square in the face. And then, uh, Brad Pitt just like took him down, <laughs> which I really like, you know, cause you never know with those kind of actors with like Tom Cruise type of people. Like whether they could actually fuck people up. Yeah. So it's nice to know that Brad Pitt could. And the other thing about this movie is that Shia LaBeouf refused to bathe. For the entire, for the entire thing. Film. And so you can, you, you're meant to be able to tell like. Like, Brad Pitt's character, he's, like, the commander, right? So, his spot is up the top of the tank. But you generally look through mirrors so you don't get killed by a sniper. And you'll see Brad Pitt a lot just, like, hanging his head outside the roof of the tank because he's, like, Charlotte was, like, right below him. And apparently, he stank so badly <laughs> that they just made that choice <laughs> for the film. Crazy. That's not, that's not like, for the craft, man. That's <laughs> you, you can have a shower. No one, it's not smell vision Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, uh, this movie was directed by the same guy who directed Suicide Squad? I did not. David Ayer? I did not. That's not an accolade, though, that you want to be throwing around, directed Suicide Squad. Was this better than Suicide Squad, then? Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, yeah. Yeah. Resoundingly better. But the writing in both of them was probably the weakest. So maybe... Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's something. Anyway, that's Fury. That's Fury? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um... We'll move on to something slightly more positive and talk about a TV show that yes. you and I have been watching together yes. as like a like a mate's bonding experience. Yes, um, um, very much so. And sort of maybe a, maybe a, a, a precursor or to something. Maybe. Um, um, yeah, we've so been, we've been watching uh, the Long Way Down, yes. which is the Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman uh, adventure. Kind of yeah, thing. adventure documentary. Motorbike trip. Yeah, it was kind of a phenomenon. The first one was a, a phenomenon. So there's been two of these series. There's been Long Way Round and Long Way Down. Um, I'd seen Long Way Round, hadn't seen Long Way Down. And so we got to experience this together. Uh, and yeah, the, the whole premise is that the actor Ewan McGregor and his friend Charlie Borman, who's like a motorcycle guy, does Dakar and stuff, um, Rode their motorcycles from John O'Groats, which is the very northern tip of England. Scotland. Of, uh, yeah, of Scotland. Of the, of in the UK. Of the UK, sorry. To the very southern point of Cape Town in South Africa. Which is, if you, one of those statements that you really need to sort of take in and think about for a second. Because that's a pretty impressive endeavor. And, that, and Long Way Round saw them with no backing and no finances. They thought they were making a video for their like themselves and their family to keep, which is maybe why that one's a little better, in my opinion, just just because it's so fresh and crazy. Um, Whereas this one, they, there's a whole episode dedicated to them preparing for the yeah, trip. Yeah, that's the same way with, oh, the, really? with the first one. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the long way around, they drove from Scotland as well and kept that altitude and um, rode around the world. So they, they ended up in US. Um, going through Russia, Kazakhstan, Mongolia, those kind of crazy places. Yeah. A lot of men with AK-47s. Yeah. Um, yeah, we watched, we watched Long Way Down all the way through Africa, which is probably equally as dangerous. Yeah. It, although, one of the things that you remarked to me was that although you would think the journey from Scotland all the way through fucking Africa would yeah. be the yeah. more dangerous of the two. But definitely... But the one through Rush, the yeah. Russian continent was way more dangerous. Like they ended up in long way around. There's a part. There's a part where they um, they're stuck at the border from like Kazakhstan into Russia or something like that, and they're just like being completely stonewalled. Like they 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 try. They've done that thing where they try and bribe them, but they just like keep getting more bribes. And they stayed at that border for like 14 hours, just sleeping on the side of the road. And throughout this time, there was uh, this guy who, like, seemed very friendly with, like, the border dudes. Like, he made a couple of trips to them, taking things back. He looked, like, really nice. And this, like, this, just before then, they'd spoken to this guy, like, what's really, what's really, like, what's the stuff to look out for? It's like, oh, mafia, they'll steal your bikes for sure. There's no way you'll get them through. Like, they're everywhere. 
And they talk to their fixer and the fixer's like, yeah, just stay away from that guy. You know, he's, he's definitely like the mafia guy in this area. Um, but it, with 14 hours, their fixer just said, look, we're not getting anywhere. I think we should try the other option. And so they like walked over to the mafia guy and he was like, oh yes, come stay in my hotel. Come with me. And they just followed him in like the middle of the night through like these like dirt roads to this hotel. And like, it's a documentary thing and you don't know what's going to happen. You're just kind of like shitting bricks for these guys. Um, it's, it, it's, it, it, I imagine it would have been it. even more tense considering it's a documentary. It's real life. Yeah. Rather than a movie. It's like, oh yeah, if they go to this hotel and all get murdered, well, it's just a movie. Yeah. That you were genuinely like, yeah, it, it, it's leave, it leaves you really tense. And, if you're um, McGregor, that guy was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. You don't want him to die. Um, yeah, and they, they get there and, like, Ewan's, like, shown to his room and there's, like, fountains and, like, gold stuff and it's, like, really... <laughs> it's just a weird, opulent in hotel. This, in this place where, like, people still use horses and carts to get around. Like, there's just, like, this opulent craziness. The guy using, like, this big hug and just leaves him there and they're sort of left to think, what do we do? Do we... Do we run I'm away? terrified. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was fine. And he called ahead, like, to his other mate on the other border to let them through as well. So, like, the next day when they turn up to that border, they're just like, ooh, 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 and just like, quick, yeah, quick, through you go. Yeah, shoot them through, yeah. There was another time where they stayed at this, the leader of this company's house, and he said he shipped, he was into shipping, and he was a buyer and a seller, right? <laughs> and they stayed with him in his house, and he's like, he was so excited to have them there. He was like, yes, no, come, it's fine, it's fine. And there's one point at the night where he's having they're having drinks and, and dinner with his family, where he disappears and comes back downstairs with an AK like AK forty seven in one hand and a guitar in the other. He's like, "Let's party!" <laughs> and they're off like firing guns and stuff. They have some serious guns, like where Ewan sleeps. Yeah, there's a grenade launcher like near his bed. There's like real guns there. Holy shit! It's great. It's great. And, and there's there's like little to none of. Yeah. That kind of thing. There, there are people with guns kind of in the African in the one yeah. that we just watched. Certainly more wildlife. Way down. Um, but yeah, like more wildlife that could kill you, but Yeah. It's, I mean it's the humans face. it's the humans you gotta watch out for, man. Yeah. Um And yeah, it it's a pretty cool show. Yeah, it's tough to expl- to sort of explain what's attractive about the show, I think. But we would definitely recommend it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Definitely see Long Way Round as well. Um, maybe watch that one first yeah I think watch that one first like will you be watching Long Way Around now Peter I reckon so yeah it's great The two, these two guys are um, maybe the best people to do this because they are kind of idiots I, like they, they don't they're, and, and they're only kind of idiots rather than being actual yeah, idiots yeah like they don't they're not like National Geographic presenters right they don't know anything about where they are they make like really unsafe decisions all the time and so you can actually just watch them sort of just like maneuver their way as best they it, can. It, it's, I think the the real appeal and selling point of the show is it's like an every man's journey through Africa. Yeah, absolutely. Like through, I mean, think about some of the places they drive through. You know, like through Egypt, through, um, through uh, Namibia where it's just like nothing but desert. Through um, some of some of the places Rwanda at the time when. You know, they had, they just had their craziness and then they were sort of healing from that. Man, there's this one, there's this is one like part in the episode where they go through this museum. Yeah. And I think some of that's the crazy yeah, they, shit. Like the, seeing yeah, that. They, they go through this museum, which was an old school that was massacred in the Rwandan genocide. Yeah. And that, and like these that guys, was, like yeah. most of the time we were just kind of sitting there watching it to get like, yeah. cause this was a show that we watched like physically the two of us in person together yeah um, over a long period over of time a, over a period of like a couple of months yeah um and so we usually would be sitting there cracking jokes being like oh charlie isn't he such a fucking downer the entire time because he is a little bit although, um although you and as the movie star gets his wife to visit yeah, and, and charlie gets a bag of candy <laughs> oh that's great um but yeah we we like they got to this bit and they went into the um, museum and they go into this room yeah. where it's just head, it's just floor to ceiling racks and racks and racks skulls. of human skulls. Some of them are spears still in them. Yeah. And, and like, I see, we say museum, but it's like, 
And there, there are a few of these times where these guys see that. In, in Africa, like, those kind of places, they're so, like, just visceral and just, and, and real because of the way they set them up. Like, they just, they just put them all there and they just, they it's, just show it's not, people. It's not likely to be, if it was set up in Australia or England no, or something, where it'd be, this... it would be maybe, like, one skull and one bone behind yeah. a bunch of glass. Yeah. It's, you just walk in and there's just hundreds people's heads of, that of people's remains. Murdered. And it, yeah, it's but just... Actually, the big one for me was their shoes. All their shoes... Yeah, and their clothes have just been piled up. And because some of these people have been set on fire and shit like that, it just looked gnarly, you know? Pretty, yeah. Pretty the, the other time that felt a little weird uh, in, in the shows when they go... Earlier on, they go to this school where they had, uh, like, a, a shooting. Like, some dudes came in and, like, killed everybody. And it was really weird to, to watch that because the kids, like... It seemed to me obvious that the headmaster had... Like, this is more a part of life right there. It's less weird. And and, and less... Almost less horrible because... Like, or the, like, they're less affected. And the headmaster seemed to have had to have, like, explained this story a lot of times. Like, to UNICEF people or other people making documentaries and things. And he just really... Upsettingly, like, he's just really casually explain what had happened you know like he talked about how like they sort of like walking through the grounds and he's like oh yeah there was dude shot down over there people hacked hacked apart with like this this young girl ran across and he's like oh actually yeah yeah she was here she was here and he like brings her over and gets her to like lift up her shirt and show them like the bullet holes that she's got in her it just seemed like it seemed initially it was it felt really really exploitative yeah and by the end like i didn't know how i felt about it um, there, yeah, there were a few points where it felt somewhat exploitative. Yeah. But I mean, that's But just... not by them, not intentionally by them, by like the, like Ewan McGregor and stuff. I mean, it's, I don't know. It, it's just, it's just weird to have tourism based around a very recent tragedy. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, they, so, they also, yeah, they yeah, also yeah. do fun, crazy stuff oh, yes, like yeah. bungee jump in Zimbabwe and, and go whitewater rafting and like yeah. um, go on safari and they go up and meet the gorillas and, and all that kind of fun yeah, stuff. Very, like, like really cool shit. And, and, and like drive motorcycles through crazy terrain. Yeah. That, that's really hard. And yeah. they crash sometimes. Across like marshes and, and just rocky shower kind and, of things. Yeah. yeah. Like just the... It's... Crazy to see just the the change in geography. Yeah, as they go from north to south. Absolutely, I think, and I think it's like they're kind of idiots sometimes, but like it's a really impressive thing that these guys have done. Real life that, that these guys have it, done, it and so to watch it, it, it is three whole months. There is something to this. Just watching something, like w- like watching a documentary of a journey yeah. that was a tough journey. Yeah, and it took a. a extended period of time like i would highly recommend it yeah it's really fun to do yeah for sure yeah and my whole goal behind it was i i like motorcycles for a little bit I, I wanted to uh i wanted us to like not definitely not do all of it because that sounds horribly dangerous but like maybe do from the top of scotland to the bottom of of England, you know or something like that yeah so something a little Just bit that more first bit. <laughs> yeah um, yeah, yeah. I, that, it was a really good experience watching it. I would highly recommend it. I would, I would say that you will definitely lose something, though, um, if you don't watch it with a mate. You know, yeah. This is definitely like it's a good show by itself. But this is definitely a good, a really great show to watch with a mate. Yeah. If you if you're if you're a, a Peter or a Sam, and you have beers with a, a, another Peter or a Sam, this is a good thing to watch with with that person. If that makes sense at all. <laughs> I'm here with Sam and Peter and Sam and Peter. Mm-hmm. We should do that one time. We should find two listeners who are named Sam and Peter and swap it up. Yeah. Now, um, so you've also been just, doing a few little things with Yeah, Netflix. I've been watching a bunch of the Netflix stuff. Um, there's season two of uh, the show called Sensate has just come out, which yep. uh, I think I'll talk about in more depth next week. Okay. Um, I wanted to just quickly finish up by talking about 
uh, the Netflix original uh, Dear White People. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. has just come out based off a movie of the same name. It was written by one of the uh, people from This American Life, I'm pretty sure, which is a podcast to talk about not that long ago. Yeah. Um, uh, and so the show, the show is set in this fictional uh, American like college, yeah, which is a sort of uh, Ivy League college, sort of Princeton, Harvard esque kind of school, okay. Uh, that has this historic that follows these characters from this historically black African American dorm. Like the the dorm is weirdly segregated. They have a segregated dorm. Yeah, which is weird. Um, That's weird. And, and it, that doesn't it, happen, does it? In the US. Maybe. Actually, they have segregated dorms. I, I think maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not intentionally, but yeah, it just well, it yeah. just is. Um, I don't know. American college is weird. America's weird, man. America's weird. <laughs> uh, and sort of the the main character is the this girl who's a radio presenter who does this show called Dear White People. Yeah, and it's about various controversies, like it, sort of shining a a uh, putting the microscope to sort of. American culture and and the sort of uh, cultural divide that is really becoming more and more, it seems, becoming uh, a big sort of topic issue, I suppose. So it follows follows all these different characters. So there's a bunch of different and all these African-American characters and it's a bunch of different perspectives on all these race issues. And it's just written really well tells a pretty entertaining story and it's acted really well. Um, each each episode is follows a different character. So the first one is the radio presenter, but right. then there's also like her friend who comes from a different background. Um, right. And there's like a, a uh, guy who's a journalism student who's, um, who's a clo- closeted gay African-American. And it's just a bunch of different perspectives on these issues that I found really well written and, yeah. and, and and perspectives that we are far from from having yeah well. and, and, and talking on issues that um that i don't feel like i have any sort of yeah uh that i would ever feel good about commenting on myself but it was just i i just, I just thought it was a it was a good show yeah you know I like that I, I i'll probably get around to watching it at some point yeah de- de- uh, yeah definitely would recommend I think um, I think I've seen it before and not watched it because I was like I was, I was, I was like sick and I feel like you have to be like you have to engage with that uh, show that kind of show so I just haven't gotten around to it yet when, when I have like a spare time that I can really sit down and watch something as opposed to sort of like numb myself at the end of a day um, I'll get around to watching it yeah I think it's it really intelligently sort of handles the debate on race relations i suppose in that it's not just like oh black people are getting destroyed by white people and that's like it's that the the white man is keeping the the black man down and that's all there is to it it's a much more nuanced um thing and as i said before right it tackles it from all these different viewpoints as well so it, it, it takes a very complicated issue that is a very important issue, especially in America at the moment. Yeah. Um, I, I and I think of, examines it in a in a smart and poignant way. Sort of in a similar vein, uh, just a little announcement to all our Australian listeners. Yeah. Uh, that uh, like ages ago now, through some sort of like completely straight laced magic. Uh, I, we, we did get out, we reviewed get out. Yeah. And, um, if you like the sound of that, um, it is out in like Australian cinemas now, definitely by the time this episode's up. So, um, if you listen to my review and thought that you might enjoy it, you can always head out and see that. Yeah. And that's Um, sort of in a weird way, kind of, uh, it's not really a race issues, kind like race relations, like bridge building kind of movie. It's just... It's just a movie. It's a horror movie about the modern day horror of racism. Right. So, yeah. Um, so, as always, thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, the homework movie that we're going to do for this week, as I teased earlier. God, is, I hope that's a good beer to is, go with it. Uh, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Yes, which is a Brad Pitt movie that I've never seen again. 
Um, a bunch of Brad Pitt movies just came out on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, some of them I haven't seen, so yeah, we're gonna so go through that. It's a, I have seen it, not for for a while. Yeah, but yeah, I, it, it's a it's a thinker. It's, it's a, a good one. It, yeah. it was nominated for stuff, and it's about Brad Pitt, the wrinkly old baby that turns into a like the ages in reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is the that, that is the, the movie. Film. Uh, yeah. Follow us on on Facebook, facebook.com slash beer with Sam Peter. Follow us on Instagram. Yes, where we'll release um, the beers that with we SP, which has the the super cool beer we drank this week. <laughs> um, we're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're everywhere. We're, we're in everywhere. the airways. Yep. You turn a corner, we'll be there. Yep. The, yeah. the, the adventures of Sam and Pete will continue. 